You're listening to the Discovery COVID-19 podcast. I'm Azania Mosaka, and I'll be speaking to expert guests to help you better understand coronavirus disease 2019, as well as how best to manage your health, well-being, and financial security during this time. During the time of pandemic, the digital healthcare technologies tool has become increasingly important. Healthcare practitioners are now conducting doctor's visits virtually. And joining me for this is Dr. Sudeshan Gavinder um, to take us through how this has transformed his practice and what it is he's introduced. Dr. Gavinder, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Zania, and uh, it's glad to be on the show. Fantastic. So tell us about how uh, this pandemic, how COVID-19 has changed the way your practice operates. Well, uh, as you know, I'm a primary care physician out in Tonga, which is on the north coast of KZN. And I'm also the director at Mediclinic Victoria. So one of the things that you must remember is that uh, on the 31st of December, when the WHO made it clear that there were these pockets of what we say, atypical pneumonias that were coming out of China. Uh, and then when they finally realized that it was actually SARS coronavirus 2, we mm-hmm. kind of understood that we needed to change things, right? And one of the things that you must remember is that as doctors, we we are the ones that they tend to laugh at us sometimes. If you give us a tree to chop down uh, and you tell us you've got eight hours to chop it down, we are the ones that will spend the first six hours sharpening our axe. <laughs> so what I'm trying to get at is that we had to be ready for this uh, uh, tsunami that was coming at us. Mm-hmm. So if you recall that in previous podcasts and in previous years I've done uh, talks, we spoke about the problem that we are facing in healthcare, which is still ongoing, is non-communicable diseases. So we are always talking about non-communicable diseases, the diabetes, the cardiac disease, the asthmas and how we were changing our practices to, to try to combat those uh, conditions. And we formed multidisciplinary teams and we were looking at digital pathways for controlling that. We had to have a totally mindset change. We had to look at now this coronavirus or COVID-19 and to try to look at changing our, our standard operating policies at the practice the mm-hmm. workflow processes and to bring in these emerging strategies into our resource allocation process. So what I'm getting at is basically we have to look at now trying to streamline the practice to stay in line with obviously, well, hand hygiene should always be a, a norm in any practice. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't just be for coronavirus, but also to put it in place, also looking at the fact that we have to maintain social distancing. Now, Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very, Absolutely difficult because if you look at our practice, we are a typical practice next to a taxi rank or a, or a, or a transportation hub. We are we see over 100 patients a day. We have a normally one to two hour waiting period, wow. and it was almost bordering on impossible. But you know, I have to always thank the guys at uh, DHMS uh, Discovery Health Medical Scheme. They're always yeah. ahead of the bo- of the of the bo- ahead of the curve and. You know, in 2012, we introduced um, Health ID, which is of the EHR platform. Mm-hmm. And this actually forms the basis for what we're going to talk about today. Because in 2016, yeah. Yeah, we, formed, we had a partnership with HealthTap and Dr. Jeff Rutledge and gang from Palo Alto. And, you know, I've always been an avid uh, user of the platform. Uh, 
for the last four years. And Let's talk about know, that for in, a minute. I want us to talk about yes. that because you've been a proponent of digital healthcare resources for, as you say, many years now, and you use it yes. extensively yes. in your practice. But I want the public to also get a picture, a, an image in their mind's eye about what a virtual consultation um, is and how it actually okay. happens. So virtual consultation, or what we're calling the online consultation, is broken up into two areas. One is your synchronous or your face-to-face consult, which is much like a Skype or a Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is your asynchronous consult, which is like your texting, like your SMS or WhatsApp. Right? Now, the synchronous or the face-to-face is done in real time. So the doctors, you make appointments with doctors and the doctors set their calendars and they have it at a certain time. So in my practice... I normally do it from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, and I do it after hours, depending on the time that I close. It's normally from about 6 to 8. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, we, we see quite a large number of patients on the platform over the last couple of years. Uh, these are our, our patients that we normally review. So, for example, we'll see the patient in the rooms, and then we'll follow them up on the platform to follow HPCSA guidelines, which is you have to have seen the patient in order to do a virtual consult. Uh, so those patients that come in, let's say, for example, Zeni, you come through and uh, we do run some tests like thyroid function and we do a whole lot of uh, tests like blood sugar and cholesterol. Now, you don't have to come back into the rooms to get those results. So what we do, we mm-hmm. go onto the platform. We, at both of our conveniences, we, we sit down, we discuss the results. And if I need to send you uh, any, uh, any medication, I do it over the platform. If I need to do any chronic application, I do it over the platform. And then I send it directly back to you. For chronic conditions, it works very well because you can do our follow-ups via the Doctor Connect, which is the virtual platform. So, for example, a lot of patients are this millennial group of patients, and they want they don't want to come and sit in the rooms; they're too busy. So, yes. for convenience factor and for and for quick gratification, this platform works brilliantly well. So, very often for our chronic conditions like our patients that have the non-cognitive diseases like your diabetes, like your hypertension, like your uh, patients that have communicable diseases, like, for example, HIV. Mm. We send them the form beforehand, they do the bloods, and we follow them up on the platform. Obviously, if there's a problem, we call them into the rooms for a one-on-one consultation. Right. Now, what is impressive is that in actually in the States, where this has been running for a while, about 59% of patients actually use this platform. We haven't got to that number yet, but mm-hmm. over the last four years, we've been seeing a fair amount of patients over the platform. Now, here's the interesting thing. You know, there's a guy named John Cotter, and when it comes to any innovation in healthcare, you know, he says that there are eight steps in order to engage. Mm-hmm. And one of the problems that we were seeing is that many of my colleagues were not interested in using the platform initially because, you know, as doctors, we are creatures of habit. We don't want to engage yeah. on the platform. We're quite happy to say one-on-one consultation. I have to examine the patient. But there are a lot of cases where the patient doesn't have to be directly in front of you. For example, mm. skin conditions. I know my sister is a dermatologist. She's probably going to kill me on this, but certain <laughs> skin conditions can be done over the platform. Right? Or yeah. if the patient has a very, uh, wants to follow up on results or the patient wants to have a discussion regarding a fear that they have regarding a certain condition. And I'll talk more about that just now, but these things could have been done on the platform. And in John Carter's uh, articles, he talks about 
step one being creating urgency mm-hmm. and coming to what we're going to talk about today, which is COVID-19. COVID-19 yes. has seen an exponential growth or the rise in virtual healthcare, especially not just in South Africa, but globally. I mean, in, in, in Geisinger, they, which is in the US, um, we found that John Kravitz, who's the head of Geisinger, was talking about a 500% increase in telehealth there, Geisinger. That uh, is staggering. That's absolutely <laughs> staggering. So in, in, in treating exactly. patients, in consulting with patients who have COVID-19, how, has, how have virtual consultations uh, been the right intervention? How have they assisted? Well, if you look at it from every single dimension, it was, it, was, it was the right thing to do because if you look at the fact that here you've got, you want to maintain social distancing, right? Mm-hmm. You want to protect the patients. You want to also protect the doctors. Remember, initially we're having a major issue. Most of my colleagues that are at the front line have ended up dead, right? There's over 50 doctors that have died and all of them are primary care physicians at the front line of, the, of this war. So you, you have to look at it from both ways. You, by using virtual care, for screening. So here we've got, let's say, a patient that comes through following NICD, WHO, or CDC guidelines. They say that I just traveled to one of the hotspots, either Europe, US, UK, China initially. Those patients don't come to the rooms, right? Two, if the patients have had exposure to a patient that's been confirmed positive, or they've been in a hospital setting where there's been a patient that's been positive, or if they have that plus symptoms of a temperature above 38, uh, sore throat, coughing. Now, you'll find this all on our discovery information hub. So patients mm-hmm. are well aware of it. But what we did at the practice is we put it out there on our social media websites. And we put it onto the Instagrams or onto the web Facebooks and onto our WhatsApp groups and stuff to tell them that, please, if you have any of these symptoms, don't come into the rooms. Go on to the Discovery Doctor Connect platform and you can raise with me. And... It allowed us to screen those patients. Now, the, mm-hmm. now you understand that there's a huge phobia out there. Everybody thinks they've got it. And they, are, and they will come into the rooms. Or even if they don't come into the rooms, those patients are going to come go into casualty. And they're going to put an extreme burden on the casualty, on the doctor's rooms. If they don't have it, they're getting exposed to possible patients that may have it at those centers. And then you're going to have couple of things that are going to have a ripple effect because you're going to have more patients doing the test because they have poor health literacy on the topic. And then remember, we have a limited number of test kits. So, it, so this was the perfect tool and to screen those patients to prevent them going and put, causing burden on the healthcare system. And, and in my practice alone, I've seen a tenfold increase in virtual consults. So how many are you having, how, how many virtual consultations are you having a day? Um, just before I had this discussion, I, I did four in the last hour, right? And remember oh, that I'm not doing this for patients. in a single hour. Yeah. Well, you can, it, we set it at 15 minutes uh, patient to give them quality. But what you must remember is also there's, there's two ways to look at this. We're not only doing screening for our own patients. We're also doing screening for initially because all Discovery Health members. So yes. there's a lot of them out there. Now, I'll take you to a very interesting fact. If you know, there's a the Providence Health, which is in Washington. It was actually ground zero for COVID-19 in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And what they did was they introduced a, a, a digital health system with a chatbot called Grace, 
because they were getting inundated with calls of everybody having trepidation that they had COVID-19. And in the first month, the chatbot answered 1 million questions from 70,000 patients. Incredible. Now, so incredible. That's the but, most, yeah, yeah that's because the, that's what now, happens when you sort of fear about a condition. Mm, and mm, but so obviously, what, we have to reach more people. As you said, the education exactly, matters. It's important exactly. at the moment. But now, then, what do you think of? What do you think of the partnership between Discovery and Vodacom? Because they launched a really great partnership with uh, the online doctor's consults, which is available to all South Africans and not just Discovery Health members. Well, think about it. What do you think my my main problem was at the practice? Mm. How do you think I felt when I told my patients that were on Discovery Health that they had this perfect platform that they could go on to and be screened? So... The beauty of this collaboration between Vodacom and, 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 and Discovery is that now it addresses all my other patients that I mm-hmm. have in the practice as well, because there are a lot of patients that are on other uh, medical schemes, which you were mentioning the names, but they do not have proper platforms. They are able to access the platform as well. And there's a large group of uninsured patients out there. And these are the ones that I feel for. And that's why it's these people that we're trying to reach. We try to reach the patients that do not have insured healthcare insurance. Mm. And those are the ones, because remember that, uh, Zainia, we've got a huge problem now when you find that we've got a positive test in Alexandria, we've got a positive test in Kailicha. Wow. It was Kwamashu and Umlazi as yes, well. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Right? So, you know, we, we now need to get to those people and make sure that we're able to screen them. And mm. a lot of patients have access to cell phones. Right? So with this partnership that we have, we now have access now to this tool now, which is, I feel, is the most integral part in our fight against COVID-19. It's actually the most important arrow in our cover of our armament. Right? And we now have not just our discovery health members that have access to it, we have our, we have our uninsured members, and that's how, why it is so brilliant. And that's why mm-hmm. in this day and age, we are happy to have collaborations with the likes of Vodacom on this. And I've also already, last night, had five patients that I, that I saw on the platform. And you can't believe how happy they were to realize they all, three of them thought that they had coronavirus. Yeah. But when you go through this and you explain to them why they don't have it, it just gives them relief. I imagine as well that... Yeah. The impact yeah. of uh, yes. and the ability to access virtual consultations has a huge impact on keeping both you and your patients safe from exposure. Because yes. we spoke to another doctor, in fact, who has treated a, a, a COVID-19 case and spoke about the yes. fear that many doctors experience, you know, uh, in our health conditions with shortages of resources and so on, that this is one way of... Of, of bringing down the levels of fear of managing that contact and still delivering a world-class service. Correct, because if you take away fear from it, you also take away mistakes. So mm. what happens is we are all humans. When the patient walks into the room and you think that that patient may, 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 be, may have COVID, you tend to make sometimes mistakes. Now remember that in my practice, I have two other doctors as well. And one of them is is above the age of 70, he has comorbidities with diabetes. So we have to also protect him in the practice as well, because if he gets uh, coronavirus, he's at risk, as opposed to the, uh, the rest of us who are, 
who would probably be fired. Mm. So, and unfortunately in the healthcare system, there's a lot of doctors that are in the latter stages of their life, unfortunately. And they are mm. high risk to having complications with coronavirus. Right. Now, those patients that we spoke about that we screening don't come into the rooms. Those patients that have conditions that we can treat on the digital platform don't come into the rooms. So straight away, you've seen my, my rooms that was chaotic, that we were seeing over 100 patients a day, that we were having one to two hour waiting periods. If you walk into it now, it's by appointment basis only, that there's three doctors, they see patients every 15 minutes. We open from 9 to 3 Monday to Friday, and we are maintaining social distancing and not listing the patients and our staff, who also you have to remember uh, are uh, exposed, and our doctors as well. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of using digital platforms. It gives us that ability to still see the numbers, but not to the point where we're causing a detriment to our patient or detriment to mm. the staff. Now, what's important as well is, Let's say we screen the patient and the patient is now positive. Now that's what we're going to talk about a bit now. So I've had 18 cases of patients that came back positive on the platform. All right? Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of patients do not have to go to hospital setting. Right? Yes. We can do remote patient monitoring. So remember, the information hub that Discovery has, patients have access to this information. They, they're more um, Empowered. learned on the topic. Yes, mm. and what we do now is we, we can follow those patients up over their quarantine periods. They quarantine at home. We watch for certain things, and we, we watch obviously for. And remember that you have these uh, wearables, and you have these uh, 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 Apple watches that you can that, that relay data to you. You have uh, so basically we are able to track these patients to monitor for any deterioration in their condition. So, for example, one of the things we look at. So a patient becomes positive, we start them on treatment if they follow the certain guidelines, uh, whether it be the chloroquine with the azithromycin, plus minus sometimes antiretrovirals. You know, uh, we remember it's, a, it's, a ever, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ever-learning field that we're in at the moment with COVID-19. Yes. What we think we know today is changing tomorrow. And that's why it's beautiful that we have the info hub for discovery because we've got information for patients, we have information for doctors. We are able to, by remote patient monitoring, monitor that positive patient through that 14 to say 21 days. And remember that once they become positive, it comes off the global fund for the study, it becomes a PNP. And so we wait till they get to two consecutive negative tests to call them a patient that's recovered. And I, I think I know who the doctor he spoke to before that because that was also he, he's at my hospital as well, and we had yeah it was it was a success story for our hospital because it was an ATO male that came in from this, and we had got him through the system. He went up to dialysis, he went on to ventilating as well, and he had and eventually recovered and went home negative to his family, which wow. is a, which tells us what we can do if we do not burden the healthcare system. Yeah. So we by screening it, by screening, by keeping these patients at home, by making sure they do not complicate. So we monitor the pulse rates, we monitor the respiratory rates, we monitor their temperatures, we we see whether they decompensate. If we feel that they're not happy, we send them to the lab to do bloods, right? Mm. If there's certain markers that we look at from the trophy to the interleukin to the ferritin levels and stuff, and if those start changing, then 
the D dimers as well, then we know that patient may require admission. So straight away you see there's a there's a there's a siphoning of the patients. So we're not having all the patients now going to hospital. We have right, but just just remind us then. Um, yeah, sure. Who is at risk of severe illness if they contract COVID nineteen? Yes. So the patients that are at risk. Well, from what we've learned from the studies from our colleagues in in uh, in China, Guam City, and Hubei Province, is that it was more marked in the patients above the age of 80, right? Mm. So they, in that age group, we saw that those patients were high risk. We also found that patients that had comorbidities, for example, diabetes, ischemic heart disease, uh, chronic pulmonary diseases, they were high risk. Patients that were oncology patients or cancer patients on treatment, patients that were patients with autoimmune conditions on uh, immunosuppressants, right? Those are the patients that were highest at risk. Now, what we were concerned about, and especially given, uh, let's, let's look at Africa, for example, and look at what we have to worry about in, in Africa and South Africa as well. Let's look at, we have a large TB population. We have a large HIV population. Now, these are things that only will be unique to us now, right? So we don't know what really is going to happen in that population group, okay? Mm. So that's why we have to monitor that population, and that's why we're very scared when it gets into the townships because we're yeah. not sure what's going to happen there. So yeah. these are the patients that are at risk. The good news is that in the kids, we found that we didn't have very bad outcomes with kids. So especially the kids nine and under, there was a very good outcome. Now there's a lot of schools of thought on that uh, regarding why they will be developed. It feels that because they're, they're developing, their the immune system is developing and learning how to fight off different viruses, their immune system seems to be strong at, at fighting off coronavirus and developing an immunity. Mm. So, so these kids are seen as kids that may pick it up, unfortunately, and not have any symptoms. So that's the worry factor you have to be careful about. So, yes. so kids, yes. worry that you have to be careful. They may be normal, they may be running around, but they may be what we call super cats. Mm-hmm. So they may have the virus on them. So that's why they're also urging parents, yes, if your kids uh, may not get it, but don't take them to a health facility where they could be exposed and pick it up and become carriers. So that's the Absolutely. important information. That right. So, so the good um, news is also, mm-hmm. sorry, Karen? Yeah, no, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. What is the good news? Okay, no, no, I was, I was thinking, while I was talking on the platform as well, the beauty of the doctor Connect platform is that if I'm doing a consult with a patient, and let's say, for example, the patient then meets the criteria from NICD to go for a test. On the doctor clinic platform, we send out the lab request to the lab, together with the PUI to the person on the investigation and the contact tracing form. So that patient now has the forms with them. They contact the lab, they go to the drive-thru at the time that the lab wants them to come through. They give the forms in, they do the swab, They've gone home, and, and a certain lab is doing it in 24-hour uh, turnaround times. So mm. we've had a lot of very satisfied uh, discovery health members that have gone through, had tests done, and got quick responses, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Because of the beauty of the platform. So they didn't have to go into doctor's rooms. They didn't have to go into the hospital as well. So they go to off-site testing, and then they go home. If it's negative, it's fine. If it's positive, then we, we, we continue to monitor them and we do remote, remote, remote patient monitoring. Also remember that with Medexpress, especially in the Caltech area, 
they deliver medicines to the patient. Yeah. Right? So we can prevent patients from going out there and trying to get the medication themselves. So there's so much of benefits to using the Doctor Connect platform on how the Dot, uh, the Discovery uh, and Vodacom collaboration online, COVID online platform as well. Other I'm so grateful for that breakdown. Yes. I'm really glad that you that you gave us this breakdown of every single facet from the diagnosis yes. and examination to the treatment. And of course, um, things like medication. How do you access that when you are really sick and shouldn't necessarily come into contact with other people? Um, so really a wonderful partnership. No doubt um, you've seen messages being posted on social media. Um, doctors yes. particularly saying, I stay at work for you. Please stay at home for us. Um, what do you think of the lockdown? And also in relation to virtual consultations, you know, this message from practitioners saying that only if it's necessary, and this is a tool, clearly, it's a vehicle through which you can still access healthcare, but still not endanger other people's lives. Azania, I am totally for that. I think that, you know, the lockdown is absolutely necessary, mm -hmm. right, in order for us to curve this disease, right? We, it, it, I see what's going on in Italy with my colleagues. I see what's going on in the States. It is absolutely atrocious. I see what's going on in the UK, and we do not want to get there. We do not want to put our healthcare system into burden. So, yes, we go out there, and I'm, I'm just I'm urging my my, the, the, the South Africans out there, I'm urging them to please, we go out there, we put our, our lives on the line so that you can stay at home and you can fight this disease by just not going out there and promoting this disease, right? Um, you know, my, my, my colleagues, I also have to go put a word out to them. You know, they've, they've answered the call and they've take, picked up their gauntlets and they've gone out there selflessly. And I think, you know, they're doing a brilliant job, even though they know that it could cost them their lives, it could cost them uh, their family as well. So, you know, I, I'd like to put a shout out there to them as well. Right? But yes, uh, we go out there so that they can stay at home. And you can still stay at home and consult us over the platform. That's the beauty of Dr. Connect. That's the beauty of the Discovery Vodacom collaboration. It's just, just for the Discovery members. It's not just for the other insured guys. It's also for the uninsured as well. So again, it's a, okay. I have to give, I have to say a yeah. big thank you to Adrian and Ryan and them from Sabi and also to um, Mr. Joseph from uh, Vodacom, Vodacom. Right? Yeah. for yeah, so for mm -hmm. helping us in this time, you know, uh, and for putting everything aside and putting South Africans first. Right? And I think thank you so much. Thank you yeah. so much, Zenia. And thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Davinder. I think it's wonderful to hear how doctors like you are leading the way, not just in fighting this particular pandemic, but obviously introducing us to the way of the future. It really has been a joy talking to you. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Zenia. Thank you. Have a good night. So in order for you to access this particular platform, go to uh, discovery.co.za or vodacom.co.za, click on the COVID-19 online doctor consultation banner, and then follow the short registration process if you're not a Discovery client already. And from there, it should be pretty straightforward and have your doctor's consultations virtually. This podcast was brought to you by Discovery. Stay informed, stay healthy.